Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Good morning, Miss Liz. Good morning, Miss Deb. How are you today? Uh, I'm a little tired. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think that both of us, as we walked in and kind of touched base, because we haven't actually, we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. Right. Um, and we haven't actually seen each other right. in a while. Right. But I think that when we walked in, both of us have this angry uh-huh. and sad yeah. energy. Yeah. Both we, of we, us. we both sort of went, Rah! We vomited all over one another. <laughs> yeah. so, and um, so now we feel a little bit better. Yes. And we can come to our public with a little bit more positivity. Yes. And yes. maybe a little bit griping. A little bit of griping. A little bit of griping. But, <laughs> but we'll try to keep it positive. Like, yeah. I mean, not, it, not everything is positive, as we all know. <laughs> over the last uh, year and a half, we've all mm-hmm. learned that not everything is positive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But... but you know, what's the saying about when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade? And as goofy and stupid as that sounds, I think that that's kind of a good um, little silly meme to live by. It really you is. Know, and yeah. to, cause there's usually some kind of lesson in whatever it is we're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And so what is the, what is my lesson? What God? is the lesson? <laughs> what is the lesson for Deb today? Dear God, it's me, Liz. Mm-hmm. Are you there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about. I, I think uh, my own personal kind of orbit right now is the saying, "The show must go on." Wow. And that has been a big kind of recurring theme Mm -hmm. throughout Mm -hmm. the things that I'm kind of dealing with over the last several weeks. And and to some degree, the things that you're dealing with. Well, when you think about it, the show does go on. With or without you. With or without you, the show will go on. Exactly. (laughs) And um, that's sometimes, I think, hard for people because, you know, you can fall into the little, uh, I don't know, black hole of, well, if I'm... If I wasn't here, nobody would miss me and every everything would be the same and the world would just go on and nobody would know I was gone. And there's well, there's that, which it's there is there is truth in that because the world does still go on. Right. You know, with or without us. And so um But you know what's interesting about that is that the show that I'm in rehearsals right now is called Merry Christmas George Bailey. And it's the radio version of the show It's a Wonderful Life. My one of my very favorite movies. Absolutely. And you know one of the and of course the whole the whole premise of the movie is that when George Bailey is completely overwhelmed with all the kind of negative stuff that's happening around him and his his lost dreams, mm-hmm. you know, and and the things that he wished for his life mm-hmm. are now not coming true and he just says Everything would be better if I'd never been born. Right. And, you know, Clarence, the angel, says, 
Isn't it interesting, George, how many lives are touched by one person? Mm -hmm. And as Clarence takes George, you know, on, the journey on that journey uh -huh, backwards uh -huh. to kind of explore and find out that George wasn't there to save his brother's life. And so now his mother, you know, has no children and has, you know, is, is an old widow with no children. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't there to marry his beautiful Mary. Right. And he wasn't there to, to, to buy the building and loan. To buy the building and loan. <laughs> and he wasn't there to save Mr. Gower from putting poison in the in, pills. In the pill. Yeah. And so he poisoned a child and that child died. And then Mr. Gower spent years in prison and comes out an alcoholic. Right. And everybody hates him and that's right. throws him out of the bar. That's right. <laughs> so sad. And so all of these things have happened because this one man, his life touched these other people in positive ways, even mm -hmm. though he himself might feel a little bit unfulfilled. Yeah. And I identify with George, especially the older I get, the more I identify with mm -hmm. George mm -hmm. in that way, thinking, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm putting all of my dreams on hold mm -hmm. so that my family can have their dreams, right. so that my children can have their dreams, so that my you know, theater company can continue to, to function and, you know, right. with me being a little right. cog in its little wheel. And, right. and sometimes I feel like I've put my dreams on hold. And then I, and then I just have to step back and really say, you know, honestly, if my dreams, and I put those in quotes, were that big and important, then I would have done them. Right. Right. You know? Right. And so the because truth... Because we, we do... What what's we're, what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and 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 the reality is is that what is important to me is actually being a part of a family and being a part of uh, being a cog in a great big mm -hmm, wheel. Mm -hmm. That is actually what brings me joy. I think that what brings me sadness is when I feel like I'm an un. I'm underappreciated. You're, un you're uncogged. <laughs> I'm, I'm uncogged. <laughs> and I'm an underappreciated cog. Yeah. I think that's where the the, yeah. the depression yeah. and stuff yeah. comes I, in. I've I have felt I've had George Bailey moments in my life too. Haven't we all? Mm -hmm, I think so, where you feel like you do so much and and you work so hard and for what? And Everybody would be, you know, kind of like what I just said. Yeah, everybody would be better off if I wasn't here. be better off without me. <laughs> so what does it mean to you? I mean, I, I can share a couple of really personal stories about being in shows. Mm -hmm. The in, show must go on. Yeah, in incredible hard situations in my personal life, but also watching others, mm -hmm. um, you know, have that the show must go on mentality. So what for you, what does it mean when we say the show must go well, on? The thing that comes to my mind is years ago, <laughs> this is stupid what I'm going to share, but it is a true story. Yeah. I had the flu. Okay. The barfy flu. Okay. And so it was great how I would, you know, had to go to a gig. Yeah. And um, was throwing up in between, you know, a few songs here or there and I'd have to leave and somehow I made it through. I mean, that's a, a simple example of the show must go on. I remember one time being in a band and the drummer had the flu and he literally had a barf bucket by his kit. 
you know. So I don't know either. We now this was years ago, like twenty years ago. So right. I, you know, now I think depending on what the gig would be, mm-hmm. I would probably dismiss myself. Back then, I was probably needing the money more. Right. And, you know, the 50 bucks. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> the whopping 50 bucks that I was going to make that night. Right. You know, meant more. Um, so, and I have had, I've had moments where, um, you know, things have been tough and I've had to go to work anyway. Mm-hmm. And the show must go on because mm-hmm. I'm the singer in the band. Right. Can't really do it without the singer. But there's, so, I think that there's even more. I mean, what you're describing, there's even more to that than, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the singer and this is my job. I think that also you're building a reputation yeah. for who you are yeah. as a performer. And, you know, 20 years ago, you might not have considered having a school that you were running that had multiple teachers because you taught voice, mm-hmm. you know, from your own home. Yeah. But now that's evolved into this you know, this big school. Yeah. And I think that 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 happened because along the way you built a reputation for yeah. somebody who well, shows up. Exactly. Even I, when it doesn't feel good to show up. Exactly. And I was just going to I was just going to say that. I mean, I think my personality <clears throat> and I don't know if this is, you know, built in. I, I would say it's probably kind of ingrained just from who my dad is, even though I didn't grow up near him Mm -hmm. I think it's almost genetic Mm -hmm. you know I mean I like to work yeah and I I I I like to be on time and I like to show up and so something's got to be really really hard for me to not right for me to not and so um I think that's just kind of part of my you know who I am and but it did play out and it does play out because people I think they know in a local music or theater community, mm-hmm. people know the people who they can count on. Right. You know, right. you know that if last minute someone bails out of a play and they call you up, they know that you're going to you're going to be there and you're going to deliver it somehow, some way you're going to figure it out. Right. And you're going to do it. Right. And I feel like I'm similar like that, mm-hmm. you know, so and that has kind of led to um me having this school mm-hmm. and and um, you know this the, having this school is is not easy and there are days where I feel like I don't know if I can it would be so much simpler just to go back to having voice yeah. lessons in your own home yeah. and yeah. just have it be all about you and not have to deal with employees yeah. and bills and stage moms yeah it's it's it can be tricky yeah you know so um, but again you know, I get enough moments, um, I get enough moments, you know, I'll say in a week or in a month that bring me back to kind of my center of, okay, this is why I'm doing this. This is, this is my vision and my dream. And, you know, I'm seeing this little kid on the mic singing amazingly. And it's like, yeah, that's why. So Deb, just, you're going to, the show's going to continue on. You're going to keep going and buying the toilet paper and you're going to (laughs) keep dealing with all the problems that come and you're just going to walk it out and and keep keep doing it so yeah I am in that you know a couple weeks ago I won a local award 
Yes, you did. We talked about it. I think we talked about it on the last podcast. Did we? we? Talked, yes, we talked about the fact that you were receiving this did award. Did I talk but... about how awkward and uncomfortable it made me? Well, at first? I, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. But, but of course, since then, since we talked about the fact that you had gotten this award, you've actually received the I award. Have, I have, and and it's in, and I've had a lot of time to process through it too. And I mm-hmm. kind of, I only mentioned that again because it kind of ties into what we're talking about. That the show must go on and the show show will go on and to keep walking it out and to keep walking it through even when things are, are hard. And um, and your award was given to you as a music educator. As, so, a, music, mu, mu, as a music educator. Yeah, yes. and so here you started, yes. like we said, in your own living room, yep. you know, and now you've received an award mm-hmm. as somebody who's contributing to the art seen here in our local community yeah um and you've gotten this horizon award yeah. which is so beautiful it, it was very it was a very sweet ceremony and and i felt very just very honored it was very it, it was very nice and you mm-hmm. left that sweet ceremony and then went to a wedding we of... tore across town and looked up in the sky at all of the dark clouds and were thinking wow they're not having tents at this wedding <laughs> this outdoor it's wedding outdoor <laughs> wedding and it is there's going to be a downpour and you know what there wasn't and it was chilly yeah you know but everybody just had a great time and i think i shared on several podcasts ago how when i went to my niece's wedding i've never seen so much joy on a bride's face yeah because they had to reschedule that wedding a bunch of times and the wedding we were at this last weekend same thing that young bride had to reschedule that wedding. And same thing. I felt like she was just going to jump out of her skin. She was so happy. Yeah. You know, to it actually happened. And it didn't rain. And I was sitting by her mom at the at the wedding. And Who's like, one of your teachers One of my school. teachers here, mm-hmm. yes. My longest running teacher, which I think she would be fun to have on a... Oh my gosh, she would be so much fun. Yeah, she'll be. She has stories. Yes. So um, her name is Astrid, and she was the lead singer for a band in the '80s called Animotion. Yeah. She had a hit song. You're my obsession. You're my, my obsession. obsession. What do you want me to be? So that's Astrid. <laughs> so I was sitting next to Astrid, and I said, Astrid, how did you guys decide to not have tents out here? And she said, Debbie. We just we just prayed and we just believed that it wasn't gonna rain and <laughs> and it didn't and it didn't it didn't rain until after they started taking cleaning their, up cleaning yeah. up and I was yeah. like wow that's awesome so that's yeah. so beautiful but you know what the show would have had to go on still that's right <laughs> that's right you know, absolutely there's, there's all kinds of ways that we can take that saying and and input it into our lives right. No. And when our when one of our daughters got married a few years ago, there was she was going to get married. It was in December up in the mountains, so she was going to get married outside, and then move the reception to a tent covered area. Okay. And so the night before the wedding, it snowed. Oh. I mean, it snowed a lot. And so then it was like, okay, now what are we going to do? Because the area, the outside portion 
location where they were going to get married was snowed, snowed over. You know, it was it was not going to be comfortable uh, and probably a little bit icy by the time mm-hmm. the ceremony would have happened. And so once the wedding actually started, it was actually raining at that point, but it's this cold, icy kind of rain. And so what happened was, is they moved the ceremony into the tent-covered area where it was going to be the reception, Mm -hmm. and then the reception into a building that was there, into a great big reception hall. And that ended up being, I think, an incredible you know, compromise and an incredible situation because originally they were going to do s'mores outside, Mm -hmm. you know, standing around Mm -hmm. the fire in the rain. They ended up doing an indoor s'mores bar with little, um, uh, what are those little pots called, you know, that that Mm -hmm. get hot, the Mm -hmm. little pots of oil that, you know, start a little flame. Yeah. 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 And so they ended up doing that inside and it was so beautiful. I think people stayed longer than maybe they would have if it had been cold and outside Mm -hmm, and it ended up just being beautiful and so if you have in your mind you know that it is going to be this way no matter what I was just thinking the same exact thought Liz yeah that that we human beings need to learn to be flexible and go with the flow because the show will go on rain snow sleet hail whatever right our plans are going to get messed up. Things are going to happen in our lives and we have to continue to, to, the show has to go on. I mean, and are you going to mourn what, mm -hmm. what, what isn't, or are you going to celebrate what is? Mm -hmm. Well, so in this last couple years, in terms of the theater community, like you guys, especially the show really had to stop for, for a minute. Yeah. Over a year. mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. And, but yet your lives still had to continue on. So, you know, now that you guys are back, do you find that um, people's attitudes are different now that they're, are they more um, filled with gratitude because they're all, you guys are all back? Or how has that changed? And how have you seen that kind of? play out. Yeah. Well, I definitely, so I'm involved with a couple of different theater companies because when you're an actor, you don't just, you know, you don't just go to one company and and only work for them uh, necessarily. I know that there's summer stock and there's those kinds of things, but uh, you you kind of audition and wherever there's an audition, you go to it Mm -hmm. and you hope to get cast. And so for the one theater company, which is the Good Company Players, who I've been working for for 25 years, 30 years, and I've done multiple shows for them. I've directed, I've, you know, I MC, I seat people, I do whatever kind of they need me to do. I've acted, you know, I love, 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 love that company. And they are such a beloved part of, of of our community. And I have seen throughout the you know, they've been in existence for almost 50 years. And I have seen throughout the last 40 years that I've been involved, people showing up Mm -hmm. in the darkest of circumstances. And because they knew that the show must go on. Mm -hmm. And what has happened Mm -hmm. is the community has embraced them. And when the theater had to cut, had to close down because of COVID, the community made sure that they did their part to 
see to it that that theater company could reopen. Oh, okay, okay. Right? And so, like, dinners were made available because it's a dinner theater. So dinners yeah. were made available, and people would buy dinners. Mm-hmm, and I did once. I did a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And you would, could go down and pick up your dinner. So that was a way to kind of keep things going because I think that the community has seen the quality of work that has come out of that theater and the the commitment right. to showing up right. that they do. And so you were talking about a barfy experience, and I had that too one time. I was playing the mom <laughs> in a Christmas show. Um, it was a, 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 one of the Christmas shows that we did, and <laughs> I was sick for three days, and I just was taking medication. I'm like, well, I'm going to be over this by the time, because, you know, you usually work through Sunday night, you know, like Thursday through Sunday, mm-hmm. and then you have a few days off, and then you're back on Thursday. Right, right. Christmas shows sometimes run Wednesday through Sunday. Yes, exactly. So I knew that I had a few days off, and by the time I went back, I'm like, I'll be better. I made it through about three quarters of the show uh, maybe seven eighths of the show I'm in one of the scenes and I can just feel that I'm going to you know having having a moment (laughs) and I and I'm calculating okay if I walk out right now I can be back by this moment I don't have to be back until this moment so this is my window to walk out and I did I just walked off I threw up in a trash can and one of the women in the cast is a nurse, and she came over with a wet rag, and she put it around my neck real quick. And I'm listening to the show out there, and one of the other actors told me later that he looked over at me like he's supposed to do and so that we can have eye contact in the scene. And I'm not there, and he's like, she's not here. What is happening? But by the time I was needed in the next scene to talk, were... I was right back on stage. Wow, And Liz. I was right there. That's... and. Unbelievable. And I never missed a beat. No, There was only maybe two cast members who were backstage at the time and saw me do that. And so they knew what was happening. And um, <laughs> then I went right back on because, and then the next day, you know, by the next day, thankfully, I was better. But I never missed a show. Yeah. Uh, there was another moment when I was two days from starting rehearsals in a show that I was directing. And one of my children ran away from home because there were some difficult times and my child is now missing and I still show up on the first night of rehearsals and for two weeks that child was missing and I never missed a rehearsal because you know I had made a commitment yeah and two days before the rehearsal start you don't get a new director absolutely not you know the director needs to show up And so I was there. I remember one time um, an actress was doing the show Shirley Valentine, which if if any of you know that show, it's a one-woman show. show, And her father died during that show. And again, she never missed her beloved father. I mean, he was a super important part of her Mm -hmm. life. And she never missed a performance. Um, I was in a show with that same actress a few years later, and one of our cast members lost his mother and another one lost his brother, all within the course of the run of the show. And again, nobody missed a show, Yeah, you know, yeah. because the show goes on. Yeah. And I have never, I have never missed a show. Wow. You know, never. I don't think I have either. No. And, well, I do know that when I directed you, you didn't come to a couple of shows, but that was 
those were um, those were planned. Planned. Yeah. That because you're a singer. Yeah. And so I cast you. That's right. Knowing. That's right. That there were a couple of shows that, that you is would. Correct. And so then I cast a, a woman to be your understudy. That's and right. And I was that woman's understudy. Yeah. That's right. That's and right. And so knowing how it was all gonna go. Yeah. We had these planned ahead of time. And in those kinds of situations, sometimes that is, especially if you want a specific actress yeah. to play the part, you make some, uh, you know, some, some, you yeah. know, you, you, you yeah. make sure that they have that opportunity. Yeah. And so you give them a little leeway. You give them a little leeway. And, but you know that ahead of time. And so last night we're in Zoom rehearsals for my show. That this Merry Christmas, George Daly. I've seen that show and I love that show. I'm so excited. But we are in rehearsals and we're on Zoom rehearsals right now, which benefits uh, a radio show. It you know yeah, because right. you can hear how everything sounds very well. But nine people didn't show up to the rehearsal last night. Wow. Nine, and three of them had. Um, had contacted the the director and explained why, but six of them just simply didn't show up, and so now suddenly we're you know not able to run the whole show, and it's a very it's a very difficult situation for me, somebody who has never missed a show and never missed a rehearsal. Um, Last weekend we were in Las Vegas celebrating my husband's 60th birthday. I saw the pictures. And then this weekend, because we were out of town last weekend, this weekend we had a little party for my husband at home. Mm -hmm. And my daughter was in town with her husband. And so last night they all went bowling without me. And I could very easily have just, it's just a rehearsal. Exactly. I could very easily have just called in sick exactly. or claimed, oh, my mom was in the hospital all weekend long and right. I was down there at the hospital with her. There were several all things. All kinds of reasons why you could have not shown up. Like I, why I could not have, sh- yeah, I could have chosen to not show yeah. up last yeah. night. Yeah. And I showed up. Because it is a commitment that I have made. And, you know, I have this very, the show must go on kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. Now, am I the best actress in this town? Absolutely not. But I do think that, like you said earlier, they know that they can count on me. and And that sometimes, you know, I mean, like you say, I'm not the best singer in this town either, you know. But people do know that I'll show up. Yeah, you know, and I'll and I'll do my very best. Do your very best, and, which... and that says a lot, I yeah. think. You know, and and I know that I've gotten a lot more work than maybe some other singers because just because of that, because yeah. they know I'll be there. Right. You know, and right. and I think that's so important. And sometimes I think people don't understand that. Right. You know. And um, and we've talked about we've talked about the issue before with people, you know, pretty sure that that people have quit their jobs because it's easier to sit at home on unemployment than to work. And maybe they don't have a the show must go on mentality. But here's the deal is that like we've talked about before, and I'm just going to reiterate it again. I think that the pandemic has helped us prioritize yeah, I think so too. what we want to do with our time. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's made kind of in some of our faces the fact that time is really our only asset 
you know, I mean, money, yeah, whatever, but you only have so much time. Right. And you can't get it back. You can't make more time. <laughs> yeah. You can't. And all these conversations about people are just sitting home on unemployment. I don't know who those people are because I've gotten multiple, I got multiple letters saying your unemployment's ending on such and such a date. Your unemployment's ending. Your unemployment's ending. Yeah. So I don't know who the people are either. Because my unemployment ended a long time ago and I have two choices. I either don't go back to work or I, you know, do go back to work and make some money. But I'm certainly, my choice is not to just not go back to work and still get money. Right. Because my money has stopped. Right. You know, so right. I'm not sure who those people are and how they're gaming the and system. How, yeah, how they're doing that. Mm -hmm. But I do yeah. know that when my mom was in the hospital this past weekend, um, they didn't have a room for her. And the problem was not the lack of rooms. The problem was the lack of staff. But it's not that the staff is sitting at home getting unemployment because I promise you that nurses are not making more in unemployment than, than they, they are working. Right. There's no what, way. No. What's happened is that there are places where um, coronavirus counts are way high and out of control, like, for instance, Mississippi, parts of Missouri, mm -hmm. Florida, mm -hmm. Texas. And what's happening is that we've got nurses, highly qualified nurses here, that are being offered positions, posi two mm -hmm. and three times more money to take a six-month stint. So they're making as much in six months as they might make in two or three years here to take just a six month stint to go to these other hospitals and help out. And they're taking them partly because of money, of course, well, yeah. and partly because they truly want to, to, be, to be of help and to be of, of service. Of service in, a, in an environment where they are really needed and I'm sure appreciated. Right. And so can we look at those nurses and say, well, where's your commitment to your own hometown? Where's your commitment to your hospital? Sure, we can have that attitude if we want. Or we can say, hey, thank you for going to a community that truly needs you. Right. And thank God that those communities are willing to compensate you for working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. Well, and, and you know, then there's the whole... Well, it, it'll get political if I say what I want to say. But, <laughs> well, in a lot of these communities where the numbers are high, it's because those are the people who aren't wanting to get vaccinated and wear masks. Yeah. And so I know because I've heard people discuss it and it, you know, you know, why do I want to go and work somewhere where people aren't are choosing to get are, sick. Are, are choosing to get sick and they're disrespecting this virus yeah you know and and so there there's that whole piece of all of that too which really isn't on point of what we're talking about today but right. but i have heard i i have not personally entered into any of those conversations mm -hmm. um because i don't know i i i have mixed feelings about those right. conversations right. um i do know that i have um a couple employees here who have very strong feelings about the vaccine and don't don't want to get vaccinated and you know it's gonna put me perhaps in in a position of you know having to ask people to not come to work here mm -hmm. or, or you know and and that's just it's but yeah the show must go on still here at this school yeah. because this is my 
this is my way of making my living. And while it's my mission and it's my, my dream and all of those things, I still, at the end of the day, this is how I eat Mm -hmm. and pay my home and those kinds of things. And so it's just, it's, there's so many little pieces to our lives that have to work out. And, and at the end of the day, time marches on and things don't stop just because we don't want to anymore. <laughs> so the show goes on with or without us. Yeah. And when really we're does. when we're facing some some really hard challenges, we have the choice of continuing on and, you know, following through with our commitments mm-hmm. or persevering, you through. know, persevering through. And those people who have chosen to walk away from their jobs because they were not fulfilling them, you know what, we, we need to not shame them. Yeah. We need to allow them to find their show. Yeah. You know, because if the show goes on, if the show must go on, they want to be a part of something where everybody has the same mentality about right. it. Right. And if you're working 15 hours a day, uh, slaving as a, a server at... I'm not even going to name places because then say, somebody's going to you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. come after me. But if you're slaving at some place that's really not respecting you as an employee, um, you know, their show's going to go on without you. You don't have to be a part of that cast if yeah. you don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. But once you make a decision to be a part of that cast, you better you better show up. Yeah. And so whether you're working in some little mom and pop restaurant, if you take a job in, or if you take a job in some fast food place or if you take a part in a sh- in a theater show, even if it's just your small local community theater, mm-hmm. it is important but to show up. To show up. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, the big theater company, good company players that we've talked about that I've worked for for so long, they when you come to be a part of one of their shows, you know that you need to show up. Some of the other theater companies, they have not been as diligent in making it known mm-hmm. that there are no that they won't take any excuses. Right. Right. You know? Right. That they just won't. Yeah. And I think when you make your um when you make things known up front, you make sure that everybody knows what's expected of them. Exactly. And then if they make promises to you that then they don't keep, you know what? They then that's not a person who is a team player. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not a person who's interested in the show going on. Right. Or is fine with the show going on without them. Right. Right. So go ahead and replace them. Right. You know, and if you're complaining because you're in a small little restaurant and you're complaining because your people aren't showing up. Well, that's not necessarily, it's not time to turn our anger towards that person. Let's start looking inward and Mm -hmm. saying, how can I be the show that people want to be a part of? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and, and I want to be a person that shows up. I want to be a person that shows up, you know. And, and, you know, showing up can look different for different people. Mm -hmm. But showing up means, you know, showing up emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, and and being present mm-hmm. um, and physically showing up mm-hmm. if you're able, you know, but there, right. but showing up, you know, I think about that. What does that mean for me showing up? And um, sometimes I think there are areas in my life where I'm maybe physically there, but I'm not present. Yeah. 
you know? And so even though I'm physically there, maybe I'm not listening or I'm not focused in on what I should be focused in on. Which means you actually didn't show up. Which means I really didn't show up. And so I, and I catch myself doing that, you know, from time to time, not all the time. It's not an area where I feel like I really need to work on that, but I do catch myself from time to time where I'm, I'm just not really present. And, um, I, I, I want to, I want to be the girl that people know are going to show up, you know? And not just physically show up, but be a part of it. I think that there's some, you know, there's definitely some family dynamics that I find challenging. And I promise you that oftentimes I physically show up and I'm mentally checked out. Yeah, yeah. Because I have, um, I'm, you know, I I don't want to be a part of that sort of. And that's that's on me. I mean, can I make the situation better? Yeah, probably. And, And I mean... I know we all do that, yeah. you know, there are, cause it's just easier to check out, yeah. you know, sometimes. Um, and I think like on zoom and stuff too, you know, when you're having a zoom meeting, it's easy to be over here on your phone and especially I, when the camera is not yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's just, that's just a reality. I think we're human beings and we're distracted and we're, we're, you know, I don't know what we are sometimes. I, I don't know. Selfish? Selfish, distracted, worrying about something else, you know, thinking about this or thinking about that, um, thinking about what you need at the grocery store. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and so um, making a a real effort and a real point to be to be present with all the people who are who come across your path in a day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, waking up in the morning and going, okay, I'm just going to be fully present with whoever I talk to today. Right. Whether it's the guy at the grocery store or the, yeah. the guy walking or the homeless guy over here who's parked out in front of my school that annoys me, but he's a guy and he has a life and he has a story. And so, hey, how you doing today? What do you need? You know, being as yeah. present as I can be with that dude. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know? And if you've got people who are showing up and they maybe are dealing with a lot of you know, stuff and they're showing up anyway mm-hmm. and they've got sick people in their families or they've got, you know, overwhelming bills to pay, mm-hmm. you know, and but they're showing up anyway. Yeah. You know what? You don't, you can give them a certain amount of grace, but give them some more just love. Right. You know, make them, make them comfortable. Make them know that they are an important cog in your wheel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think of a young lady um, who teaches across the street at the yoga studio mm-hmm. that I go to. And um, about two months ago, um, she shared with the whole yoga class that um, her young son had been diagnosed with leukemia um, mm. like 10 days, 10 days before. Oh, 10 days. Gosh. And here she is in yoga class teaching. Yeah. And she's present and she's ah it makes me cry she's she's she showed up yeah you know and her kid has a bad thing going on right and i so appreciated that she was willing to tell us yeah you know and because yoga is a, a place where you can be pretty mindful and stay pretty present mm-hmm. and it's like every time she's the teacher now, I don't, she's not always the teacher, but she's there, 
you know, and she's probably at least once a week I'll see her. Yeah. And I and I think every time that she's the teacher, then I, I think of her kid the whole time I'm there and I focus my energy on him. And but that's just a, another example of a person that still shows up right in the middle of something hard. Right. I mean, yeah, it's her job. I'm sure she needs the money, but but you know what? She's modeling for she's, you. She's modeling showing up yeah. in the middle of something hard and not trying to, you know, she's she's not ignoring it. She's right. letting us know. Right. And I just, I really appreciate, I told her that. I really appreciate that you're here. You're still here. You're still showing up. And you're and you're telling us. Yeah. I just I love that. You know, I I've, I know I've shared this story before, but I worked for a, a nonprofit organization a few um, years ago, and they, I got a phone call at work from my family member. I think it was from my husband, giving me some very very bad news about one of my kids, something really hard, and so I'm at work. I get this phone call. I start crying because. This is hard. This is hard news that I've just gotten about one of my kids. And so I start crying at work. My boss is very kind. And she says, you know, just go home, take care of, you know, whatever you need. If you don't need if you don't want to come back the rest of the week, that's okay. The show will go on, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I ended up going home and was able to get the situation kind of stable. And then the next day came to work. And I never missed another day. And so behind the scenes, the situation is continuing to stabilize. Mm -hmm. And I am showing up. And a month after that, for my, it was time for my yearly review. And I was written up for, quote unquote, not leaving your emotions at the door. And so because I was not in control of my emotions, she wrote me up for that situation. Oh my god. So, you know, she was kind and I again, I put that in quotes by giving me permission to deal with the situation, but instead of celebrating me for showing up and doing my job despite the she fact she wrote you up. She wrote me up and said from here on out, you need to leave your um, emotions at the door. And not only that, but I was not allowed to have my cell phone with me at any point during the workday. Now, this is a woman who had a teenage daughter and she would regularly yell at her daughter on her cell phone and slam the phone down. Wow, Liz. There was, there was a, her family's, uh, one of her kids' homes was threatened by one of the California fires and she had the whole company praying for her son and their home. So all of that's okay. But you can't, but I can't cry when I get very bad news about one of my children. And then I'm not celebrated for showing up, despite the fact that there's a tragedy happening at home. And that is why I love the theater. Because I would never do that. Because when my child was missing and I showed up for rehearsals, I was not celebrated, but I was appreciated. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. And that's all I care about is just some appreciation. Somebody acknowledging. Acknowledging. That, hey, 
Something you're, tough is going on and mm-hmm. you're showing up. Right. Yeah. So you know what? There's a lot of tough stuff happening in the world today. So celebrate the people in your life who are showing up. Mm -hmm. I know it's easy to be mad at the people who are not showing up because there's a hell of a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, a hell of a lot. Yep, yep, yep. And try to be the person that does show up. That shows up. I mean, you won't be able to do it all the time, but, you know, give yourself grace when you don't show up. Recognize when you don't and then try to show up. Yeah. What that means physically, emotionally, however, you know, because because life will go on without us. Yeah, it does. The show goes on with or without us. So I want to be present in in the lane, on the road with the show. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. And if I get down to the end of the show and it's then it's closing night and the curtain goes down and I go, oh, that's a show I don't want to be a part of anymore, then you can make that decision. Yep. But at least I will have known that I fulfilled my obligation yep. and got to the closing curtain. That is right. So yeah. with, that, with that, we will say we will see you next week. We will see you and, next week. Um, Check in with us on dancingwithskeletons.net. Um, if you want to look at Debbie Rude or Elizabeth Stokel and Venmo and help us out with mm-hmm. our with this, the, the cost that we have in putting this together, we would love that. Yep, we, would. Uh, we would love for you to help us out. I think I'm on Liz Stokel at Venmo, and I, I know you're at Debbie I'm, Rude. I'm, but, yeah. I, I, um, yeah. You know, just look at our pictures, and you'll see that that's us. <laughs> yeah. um, if you want to help out with, and if you don't, that's okay, too. We're just glad that you're a part of our community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We'll see you next time. See you next time.